0: Today we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the fight to them. Today we are cancelling the apocalypse!
1: So, welcome to Cancel the Apocalypse. That's us. We need names. Uh, That's Raph. I'm Dom. Um, It's been a while since we've recorded... But I guess not as long as the last time, which is how long since we were it recorded? It like
0: six months between the previous episode and the one before that. So, you know, and in that six months, uh, you moved countries and also the world came to an end. So
1: the world pa- didn't end. The pandemic started and the world, you know, altered drastically. The world hasn't ended. The world doesn't end. It keeps going. Oh, I'm I'm very I'm very punchy, and I'm and I apologise for if I am uh, more mad than usual. But you uh, know, there was an interesting situation as I'm back in the classroom. Both uh, I'm doing Zoom teaching and I'm in a physical classroom. I have a job at a school again. And uh, at one point during a conversation with a Year Ten class about uh, this play, God of Carnage, which is a French play, which is like a satire of the middle class. At one point, I found myself saying to this class of uh, private school boys. Um, well, you know, the middle class uh, exists solely as a direct result of colonialism, and one of them was like, is that going to be in the exam? And I was like, oh, unfortunately, no. That is a shame. I've been, doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of social interaction in a really bizarre environment because, you know, teaching on the internet and teaching in the classroom are both incredibly weird alien forms of uh, exercising authority and attempting to facilitate discussion between people who, you know, don't really want to be there.
0: No, they just want—they just want to pass the exam. I also love the idea that it could, like, it doesn't actually like no one's going to disagree with you. For I mean, it is an un- uncontroversial statement, but it might be a controversial statement to a, a you know to a to a kid. Uh, but no one's going to try and disagree with you. They're just gonna that is going to make sure that it's not on the exam. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. i got to be like, yeah, and, and
0: obviously and, and, the middle class is the, is the product of, of centuries of colonialism. Uh, but but does this matter to our education? Quite right. Quite right. Yeah, this not,
1: not does this matter to our education, does this matter to the results of our exam?
0: That's the one. Yeah. No, look, that is it's very fine that you are mad because I um, have over the last few weeks sort of forgotten what madness is. And cool. because because I've become begun to atrophy. I've been I've been running a lot. Um, and the air has been very pungent with the smell of wild garlic. So I just had these very garlicky runs, um, and I've not really had much space. But with all the garlic, to be to be angry about that much. Um, so you're carrying the anger this time.
1: I mean, I'm always carrying the anger. That's...
0: You are always carrying the anger. It's what that's, being a that's, woman that's is I mean. like in the twenty first century.
1: Carrying the anger. Speaking of which, um, our our core texts that we wanted to look at today are both uh, uh, by female writers in the 20th century, um, which I just found like I feel like we had talked a, a lot about quite contemporary work, a lot of a lot of modern stuff. And the only other female author we've talked about in any detail is Ursula Le Guin, who of course is excellent and we love her very much and and you know revere her work and whatever. But we should talk about more than one woman.
0: This is what I hear as well. Um, apparently, breadth is important,
1: and and listening and listening to to different women and people from different backgrounds, etc. Is do you hear that? Do you hear that from your from your uh, from your white friends?
0: I'm just interested if this is going to be on the exam. <laughs> Good question. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yes. I, yes.
0: The exam yes. is the exam is. To live better and kinder, and therefore, yes, it will be on the exam.
1: <laughs> and you get you get better marks at being a member of society.
0: <laughs> oh no, you've created neoliberalism again.
1: Oh. Okay. Speaking but, of neoliberalism, uh, see, this is quite interesting because this comes into Joanna Russ's *The Female Man*. So. Joanna Russ wrote *The Female Man* in 1975, and she was, you know, challenging, um, you know, the 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 sexism of the time. But she does it in this really interesting way of of positing uh, this uh, uh, sort of a, a woman or a, a group of a group of women, four women, who are the same person from different parallel universes with different histories, um, and it. It has this idea, it's called the female man Because the character Joanna Named after the author Joanna Calls herself a female man Specifically because she believes That she has to like Not be a woman To be respected Yeah Neoliberalism
0: Yeah, basically Um, It's I, I like, one one of the things I really like about the female man is that all of the connected characters have J names just so you can like keep track of them. I think that's very important.
1: I do love that. Yeah. It's Joanna, Janine, Janet, and Jael?
0: Jael? Jael. Whatever she is, yeah. she, sounds, she sounds like she's from um, a Star Trek.
1: I also find it kind of fun that like uh, at least one of these, uh, at least one of these women is just 100% a lesbian. Uh, and one of them is 100% heterosexual and the others are just kind of like dithering and they don't seem like super interested in sex whatsoever and that um like that that uh, concept of of you know sexuality being socialized it's not really something I I don't know I don't know how I feel about it
0: do you mean in the sense that like the the one who is in who's like so the sort of like the perfect or is meant to be the perfect housewife you know with her with her like hot hot man hot hunker man is that is that Janine I think it's Janine right
1: it's Janine yeah Janine lives in the world where where the Second World War never happened
0: that's right yeah yeah so everything is basically like stuck in the stuck in the well I guess fifties forever but like
1: I mean, like it's sort of- it's yeah stuck in the, stuck in the '30s. You, you you know um there's a you know the the Great Depression never ended, and everything is still like you know women never became liberated in or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she's she's got a hot hunker man, but she kind of just doesn't care about him.
0: Um, no, it's true. Yeah.
1: And Joanna, who is from like our world, the 19 you know the 1970s of 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 Earth A or whatever you want to call it. You know, she's she doesn't seem Particularly engaged with any partner whatsoever, whereas Janet has a a wife, I'm pretty sure, and she has like a a torrid affair with a younger woman in a parallel universe. And then JL from the dystopia, where men and women are in like a an ongoing war, like a like a literal not just battle of the sexes, but like they are an actual war of the sexes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's the one where she has a genetically modified ape who has been modified to look like a hot man that she has sex with
0: oh my god i forgot about that
1: yeah Yeah. it's a sexually submissive monkey it's bestiality
0: it's it's great i mean it's it's the book that has everything because also um uh uh, wait joanne I, i find it hard to keep track who's the who's the one who's just like definitely straight up a lesbian
1: uh, Janet from Janet, the wild west. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: that's right because J- Janet Janet then has an affair with like I mean you say a younger woman she is like a teenage girl I think.
1: You're probably right. I think she might be like a I think like she's a, 16, a 17-year-old girl,
0: she. yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean like yeah, this the book is fascinating. Um especially because it is it is so many books in one, I feel mm-hmm. and so there's obviously Absolutely, like yeah. there's the book um there's the kind of story, I suppose, uh, like, loosely speaking, the narrative where, you know, all these different women start sort of colliding and meeting each other from different, like, timelines and different futures, and and I guess, like, introduce each other to each other's utopian or dystopian worlds.
1: Janet is the one who starts this off because she's essentially, like, doing some, like, anthropological survey of the different universes. Yeah. Yeah
0: i find it interesting i should see you yeah and then and then well i just finish my my thought before getting on to the other thought that i had which is that the other story in it is basically like joanna russ writing a very witty like comedy of manners about her like 70 society and how ridiculous the whole like almost simultaneously like how ridiculous like um the kind of fem lib movement taken to its extremes can be, and how ridiculous men are in their kind of like absolute, su- like assurance of superiority, Um which is like another another like part of the book entirely, and and is written in this like very different tone. I feel, you know.
1: Yeah, she has she has the the different perspectives of the characters who almost seem to be coming from different genres as well as different universes.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then there's, I guess, the kind of um, the very pure, almost like um, didactic kind of like idea of like, this is a utopian book. This is meant to like change the world for the better, which comes out, I guess, especially at the very end.
1: But also like there's that there's that sort of twist ending, uh, uh, the haunting thing of the jail, the woman from the, the you know, dystopian war and battle of the sexes uh, mm-hmm tells Janet the slightly dopey lesbian from the lesbian utopia planet where there are no men because yeah. all men died of a like a, you know, a plague you know, man plague. A why why the last man style plague? Where where Jail says, hey Janet, your planet is only like that because you know women intentionally killed all men. And I don't think it's ever clarified as to whether or not that's true. But it is just like that great little twist of like hey this this utopia, of course exists only because of you know the mass death of of half of the race,
0: mhm, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and because because I guess when I mean, I looked at um the female man as like a utopian novel, which which is i again like one of the many things it is i feel mm. and and as a utopian novel, obviously it's, you've got the utopian world of while away, which is kind of um. Which has got all of the hallmarks of the classic. It's
1: ex- it's extremely common for 1970s.
0: It's extremely the 1970s. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of personal liberty. It's very agrarian. There's very much sort of like self. Uh, self knowledge is very important. Um, I feel like, like so- women like don't.
1: Women don't have to carry children. I think they have technology for that, and like they yeah. reproduce via parthenogenesis. And, and
0: yeah. yeah, and then obviously there are no men. Um and I find it interesting. This is the other thing I I wanted to say back on the previous point when you're talking about sexuality, is that it f- I f- it feels to me like the two the two more kind of extreme worlds, like the out and out dystopia of jail mm-hmm. and the out and out nineteen seventies utopia. I mean, like, you know, all utopias are sort of like within their own context. So, but but like this is definitely meant to be the utopia of the book, I I, I think. Um yeah, the out- yeah, yeah. utopia of while away, um, the ones where the two like most kind of like sexually obvious characters Mm. are from like the ones with like Mm. the most like clearly developed kind of like um sexualities and also the most clearly developed like sexual urges while the other two um joanna who i guess is kind of
1: she refers to herself as a female man she says she's rejected you know the features of yeah of femininity and 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 wants to present herself as a man and like that's that's its own whole and like joanna Ruskin kind of came under fire for the transphobia in the book not just because of that but also because of like other oh, stuff that's gross oh, i don't yeah. really want to go yeah but like yeah. i i don't think it's meant that way i think it's you know she she sort of comes at it from the angle of like oh gender is a construct
0: yeah, I think but, I think the problem with a lot of these books—not well, problem—the the like context of a lot of these books is that they're trying to describe things that their authors feel with very limited language. You yeah, know? this is not like this the, is the, not the, the, a
1: this is not an era in which queer theory was widely uh, read. You know, yeah. it existed, but it existed definitely as like a subculture, and you know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was also, I feel like, at at, at this time, it was considerably more radical in the way that now queer theory is obviously has a lot of radical elements in it, and a lot of queer theory is radical. But I feel like there's there's a kind of corpus of queer theory which is pretty much established as like a standard theoretical background that you can like access. But at the time, I feel like the even very 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 early. Trans theory was extremely like strong, you know? Yeah. And, c- and um, came with its own sort of political, political um, situation.
1: She she came out at some point. Like she came out as gay, as a lesbian, but like not at the time of publishing. I think it was uh, at least it was sometime afterward that she was she was like, Yes, I am gay. Um and I think it I think it was sort of it i don't know how present it was for her at her writing or or how integrated or not integrated she was into any kind of you know uh lesbian culture yeah she's from yeah she's from new york like i don't want to i don't want to generalize but i feel like you know if you're from a really big metropolitan city it should be easier to access that stuff but you know i don't want to assume anything um we only have what's in the text and the text is that you know the the lesbian utopia is the yeah the utopia is a lesbian one and the absolutely the the women from joanna and janine who were from you know the the contemporary 1970s and the the alternate universe depression 1970s they are both disappointed or 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 unimpressed with the men in their life so
0: or just yeah plain disinterested yeah um I was going to say something else about it, and I forgot what it was. But it might actually be, this might be an interesting um, moment to also bring in the other book we're looking at, which is One mm. on the Edge of Time. By Marge By Marge Piercy, by Marge Piercy uh, which was written, um, again, um, American author, feminist author, um, written, I think, uh, like a year later, um, mm. published a year later. And I think, I think that uh, The Female Man was, like, written a few years before it was published, and she couldn't quite, like, she, she had trouble getting it published, but I, c- I can't remember. But, anyway, um, yeah, another really interesting book, because it is, s- s- definitely came out of the same kind of, like, kind of, like, countercultural femlib, uh, like, 1970s, I'm not saying early feminist, but, like, 1970s feminist.
1: I think movement. wave. Second wave yeah. feminism is yeah. that that whole yeah, like definitely,
0: yeah definitely second yeah. wave feminism yeah like hundred percent I hope no one will disagree with me on that I may be wrong but it, this this feels like like prototypic disagree I'm,
1: with us educate us that'd be great yeah only disagree I'll with us if you if you have like something interesting to say if you're disagreeing with us because you think that the book is bad fuck up just
0: be you're wrong it's like I feel like where Joanna Russ is very angry mm-hmm. in very specific mm-hmm. ways like um furious about a lot of like different because okay so both books both books are about multiple universes both books are about a woman who in some way has a split personality or visions or so in in the female man um it is it is literally sort of four versions of the same woman that's kind of implied um i don't think it's actually set out set out but it is very much like it's 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 in there in woman on the edge of time it's um a woman a uh a latina woman who uh, is has been like institutionalized um has been put into mental asylums for most of her life has been uh basically destroyed by the patriarchy countless times mm. um mm. And, mm. yeah and and like has been failed. Also, I found this interesting. Failed by the women in her life as much as by the men in her life. And uh, she begins to receive these visions from a utopian future from a a person, endogenous person called Luciante, who who comes to her and um, essentially starts sort of like drawing her onto these like extremely, I guess like quite preachy uh, like tours tours of a of a utopian world a hundred years into the future, um, yeah. where. Essentially, and and you know, like it is a little bit lame, I think, in the sense that you know, every every chapter, it's like today we're going to introduce you to this interesting part of our culture, which is so much better than than your culture. But hey, look, it was a great time. I love that. I love that. There's like a lot of bravery in just being like, here is another another like exciting aspect of my utopian world uh, that I want to. You share. know what it reminded what it really me of? of? Yeah.
1: You know what it reminded me of, and this is because I'm trash. It reminded me of fucking Lay Miz, of that. It would just be like, hey, I know you're interested in the plot, but here's this other thing for a whole chapter that's just its just like, I'm interested in this, and now you are learning about it. And it is. It is like, oh, it God. does provide like a texture and a depth, and like it does that same thing of like every everything that like uh, Victor Hugo goes off on is a tangent explaining some aspect of the society No, that's true though, that's true, especially
0: because Victor Hugo goes off for an entire chapter, is this chapter 10? I feel like it's chapter 10, maybe chapter 10, where he just goes off about the sewers for an entire chapter.
1: And you're like, why am I hearing about
0: this? I'm learning about the sewers. Uh, But then like literally March PSC tells us about about, like the composting systems of, of her utopian world in great and excruciating detail. Um, and it is,
1: it is so valuable to, to, to have this detail of exactly yeah. how the society functions yeah. because it's going to be plot relevant. I mean, in, in Les Mis, it's plot relevant. I don't think yeah. the compost becomes plot relevant in, in Women at the Edge of Time, but the it is, it's like a manual.
0: It's a manual of like- Yeah, it's absolutely like a manual for how to achieve basically the, the world that Marge Piercy wants you to live in, you know? and then And yeah. then- the 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 plot of the book is that essentially at the same time as she's getting these visions um from from a utopian future she finds out that actually her time our time is kind of like at the crux of many possible alternative worlds and she i think she sees a glimpse of like a much more horrible dystopian world where women are like you know the the very classic like um Slaves. Second row feminist dystopia of like women are slaves. They're given like huge, like mass amounts of plastic surgery to ex- accentuate their their features and so forth. And they're only bred for the pleasure of men. Um, and then she and then she finds out that in the mental asylum where she's she's been locked up, institutionalized, she um, they're conducting mind control experiments in a very kind yeah, of like she, 1970s
1: she, she's, she's subject to an experiment that's like a predecessor to all this. Exactly. may yeah. So she exactly. becomes sort of key to the, to this crux of, of time. And it's, it is, it is, it, it comes across as the classic delusions of grandeur of, of, you know, people with schizophrenia or, or bipolar. Uh, but it also, it's also presented like 100% sincerely.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, f- I mean, and I think it is extremely valuable that the woman who who and like all the time throughout the novel, she's like you have chosen the wrong person to stand at the crux of time folks you Mm. know like um i am a like poor latina um institutionalized woman who has like no future and they're like no that is like 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 no like like really we, we we we've got this one down like this is exactly what we need which is very much like yeah
1: you're so important to us yeah
0: exactly which is really interesting also because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they, both writers um, wrote the book that they wanted to write in the utopia they wanted to write. And I find like they come out very differently, despite having real similarities, you know, like, um, hmm. I think at, at some points in the female man, I can't quite remember, but I feel like the some of the characters are like, am I going mad, you know, from like seeing... Like what the hell is yeah, going they're, on? Yeah, they're
1: they're beginning to doubt their grasp on reality or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. And but like, while away the utopia and the female in um the female man is like this kind of quite a hard and harsh lesbian utopia where like
1: she she punches out a guy in in contemporary nineteen seventies uh, America for hitting on her, and I'm like, ah, dope. But yeah, she she's I'm pretty sure she's a cop. I'm pretty sure she's a cop in her in her yeah, universe. The
0: thing, yeah she she's a cop and she she goes on about like, um like they all seem to like travel a great deal, and it's also all quite a little bit surreal. There's quite a lot of mm. like surreality going on. Also mm. fun fact. this is one of the very first um examples of like cyborgs um and basically like the precursor a precursor to cyberpunk is a female man. In um, you know, that they've, yeah. they've got these, like, you know, there's like cyborg robots that they can, like, like, inhabit their minds and then control them with their hands and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, like they're like, they're, like, like 15 purpose, years yeah. before fucking William fucking Gibson.
1: I mean, yeah, look, we all love to hate William Gibson because, you know, he kind of disappeared up his own ass and. Is really on board with Hillary Clinton and whatever, and literally his last book was like, "What if Hillary win and br- won and Brexit didn't happen?" And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> "Look, well, we all
0: write the utopias we want to hear."
1: You know, I can't fault I can't fault Bill Gibson for writing his own id into a novel, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is but this is exactly what I think is happening in these novels as well, because uh, Poissette, which is the utopia in *Woman in the Age of Time*. Absolutely,
1: one hundred percent it.
0: Right, yeah, and it's like soft and gentle. There are men and women. Uh, Everyone, it's basically everyone. Everyone is androgynous. Um, Again, uh, they don't. um, The whole idea of like birthing babies uh, physically is just like weird. And why would you bother going through that? They've got machines that do it for them. They've got like, Mm. um, you know, um, everyone's everyone's referred to with gender neutral pronouns. But also, this world, the Mattapoisette world of Woman on the Edge of Time, there's occasionally like mentions of like, oh, they still control. I love this line. They still control, they, with a capital T, I think, or like italicized, control like Antarctica, the moon, and like underground, you know? Like the Mm. people with the mind control, the neoliberal like patriarchy, control control Mm. that. And there's still like wars against them. Um, Mm. And I'm like, I want to know about the moon wars, frankly.
1: Mm. yeah, again, you have this really she she really put a great deal of thought into the world building. and it's um it's it's kind of a pleasure to read because if it's e- e- even though it's dated, it's it's so it's so joyous. yeah, and it's so interesting. and i I really want to know more about it as reading it. I think that her style of writing, I mean, both these books are kind of um, you know, they're a little bit. They're a little bit confusing to read, and yes. that's to some extent the fashion of the nineteen seventies and the yeah. the counterculture. But it's also, I feel like a. I, 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 I don't want to get I don't want to get too too highfalutin, but it's like that Helene Suzu feminine equita of like it's a female style of writing because it requires some uh um empathy and some consideration and it's a bit of a softer style of writing which I thought was just like mm. kind of a pleasure to read. And perhaps it's because you know I'm teaching at this all boys school and we are reading all these fucking dude texts. I'm reading this nonfiction about Everest and I hate it and I hate all the men in it. And he starts mm. every he starts every chapter with like the the statistics of the height of the where they are and and it, so it's it's presented as this climax. I was like Mm. I hate everything about it. It's, you know, mm. we're reading Wilfred Owen and whatever. And of course, I identify a lot with Wilfred Owen as like a, a gay with post-traumatic stress disorder, but it's still it's still just a really dude-heavy text. And so c- c- getting on the train and reading, reading these, like, you know, flawed but still extremely, you know, utopian in the context of there is another style of writing out there. There is another way to communicate. There is another kind of novel, like that—that that sort of meta utopia of, of of writing in a way that had, was not the was not the norm. I, I found really fun.
0: I think that's a really beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, that's something that I haven't like hadn't quite considered in that way. And that's—I think you've you've absolutely like hit the nail on the head. It's like there's. They require a different approach to uh, what, like telling a story, could look like, I guess, and what yeah. telling a story of a of a better world could look like.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's really really true. I was interested in sort of going on from this. I was interested in the fact that, I guess, in Woman in the Age of Time. In that world, uh, it's it's. I guess it's a kind of like a loosely a um, anarchist, uh, very uh, sexually liberated, um, like non-monogamous kind of or oh, like polyamorous kind of world, which is again obviously the 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 vibe 1970s. of nineteen seventies counterculture. Yeah, um, and I'm interested in the fact that both of these authors are kind of presenting. I guess kinds of conflict in their books uh which are okay so like yes there's there's this kind of hint of war in woman the Age of time and obviously in in while away in the female man she's the cop and there's definitely some there's there's, there's some stuff about like um protecting the borders or something i can't remember but like uh something um but i think she goes and shoots someone it may be her mother Mm. That feels like a very Joanna Rust like um <laughs> like thing to just do. Just
1: suddenly a murder, yeah.
0: Yeah, just suddenly murder. Um but the the really the conflict in these books that that to me is most interesting is the kind of like interpersonal conflict and I don't and I mean that not in a kind of like violence way, but in the like working things out. Way
1: in the the like the, the 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 distance between the world views of these people from you know the contemporary 1970s and these different universes and them trying to get their minds around each other's perspectives,
0: yeah, yeah. And like in, yeah. in Woman the Edge of Time, it's like a double edged thing because um, they're all trying desperately to get their minds. Uh, like, there's, there's a very great scene where um, the main character Connie uh, Consuela is um she's like um yeah my uh I'm in this mental institution because my because I because my niece's pimp, pimp who is also who's also like her boyfriend uh was like she got pregnant with his child and um and then he demanded that she get it aborted and then I punched him in the nose and broke his nose and so he and then she because she's obviously like terrified of him uh like basically like got me locked up and there's just like this moment where the utopians are just like trying desperately to work out anything in what she said yeah they don't understand literally nothing in this this? we have no idea and then they, they they have like wikipedia on their wrists which is very cute um and they're like, ah, yes, we 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 don't really understand this whole prostitution thing, but we we sort of get the concept, I guess. Um, but oh, what yes. is a
1: landlord? <laughs> <What, what laughs> you give money to someone who takes care of the place where you live. Do you not live there? Oh, et cetera, et cetera. God. Yeah,
0: et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. So so they've got this kind of extremely uh, funny, I guess, um, f- like trying to get their head, hands heads around her world. But at the same time, it's important because that there's they're they're beginning to understand the ways in which her world and the decisions made in her world can affect negative negatively or positively their own world. And at the yeah. same time, there's all of these stories, every time she comes, uh visits Matapoisette in her like vision quests, um, vision dream things, mm. she uh, there's some kind of interpersonal uh drama going on that's like a very Soft interpersonal drama So you know like uh, the main like pod of people She's with I think it's like a There's four people In a like non-monogamous Kind of com- complex relationship Network um, family, and thing. family thing And you know in one of them They're like oh yeah we're having a kind Of like um, Like refereed conversation Because two of us are not getting on um yeah. and she's like, Are people not just allowed to not like each other? And they're like, Well, like, no, not not really. Like, I mean people can like, you know, split and so forth, you know, they don't have to like stay together, obviously, but but um But you have to
1: to part on good terms. You have to
0: part on good terms. Like our world is so small and the balance in it is so fine. And there's this real sense all the time that all of these interpersonal relations are directly connected with the environment around them. They're like, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is like someone dies and they're like, great, like, you know, she's dead. She's had a wonderful life. Um, Everyone's very sad. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to go to the, to like the baby making machine, like building. And ordering a new baby to be made because we need to have this perfect balance, you know. Um, yeah, she
1: needs to be returned. You and know. Con- and hey. Connie
0: is like, "What the hell?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I mean that
1: that reminds me of you know bloody the the village in Midsummer. Did you watch Midsummer?
0: <sighs> Look, I don't do very well with horror films. I watched the beginning okay, of Midsummer. So yeah, it's you know. Tell, you me about, tell, but... me tell me about Midsummer. Tell me about Midsummer in the non-horror way, which I think is what you're trying to do anyway.
1: Yeah, it's it's essentially this thing of like here is this uh, agrarian utopian um, technology-free society living in the hills of Sweden, and um, they have this thing of like babies. Uh, you know, women and men live in separate houses, uh, but they have sex whenever they like it. They like to, but they are only allowed to get pregnant when someone has passed away, and the person who's passed away like the the name will be given to the baby
0: oh wow that's fascinating yeah. because it's like explicitly sex for the purposes of it's like very hetero isn't it it's like it's like you have the sex for the purposes of making the baby
1: I mean i guess so you definitely don't have any queer relationships in it but it's also it's also implied that like anyone can just have sex whenever oh i see like sex is not the thing it says like sometimes you can have sex in a way that will get you a child that's a big Uh, deal it could go wild
0: you know because there's a kind of like there's a kind of interesting thing where it's like um, is this a utopia or is this a cult? Which you can ask of, I think, a lot of a lot of intentional communities and utopias which are, like, based um, around intentional communities as opposed to, for example, utopia in Sol uh, Le Guin's Hainish cycle, mm, which, is, which is not an intentional community. It is a, it's got a governance structure, you know. It's got, like, a huge, it's massive. It's got... It's a country. Yeah, exactly. Um, but here, even though there are, like, many villages, they are all essentially, like... It's like Murray Bookchin's like autonomous municipalities, whatever they're called. Idea, you know. It's like individual villages mm-hmm. control the land around them and and are in constant contact with other villages and in this sort of way anarchically distribute resources. And it's like it's like it's not. A, it feels like it. It feels like not a cult uh, because all the time there's like this extreme emphasis on personal freedom and uh, they're like, look, yeah, like if you don't get on with someone or just don't get on with the village so badly yeah of course you can leave like if you so like children when they're born have three mothers assigned to them as in in like like three people choose to be the mothers for a child yeah yeah. Uh, and then a child is made um and they're like look like if you're currently one of the mothers and you're a mother until the child um is like hits puberty yeah um then we'd like really prefer it if you if you did stay because this is kind of a commitment you've made uh but look if you if you gotta go you gotta go and like someone eventually like if if we need to we will replace a mother um but yeah it's just it's an interesting and and they're like you know like sometimes like if you need to go and there's this is very strong 1970s counterculture idea of, like, if you need to go to, to like, uh, the asylum, to the madhouse, when they call them the madhouse, you can just go there for a bit and just, you know, be, be mad for a while, and then you can, you know, work some shit out and come back, which is very beautiful, um, I suppose. Yeah. And, um, or if you, need, you just need to go wander in the wilderness, go do that. But, like, don't, don't feel like you need to get on with the people around you, but we are going to do everything within our power to help you do that. And 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 it's and it's it's worth doing that both for the people around you and for yourself and for the world which you are all tending together. And I find that an interesting and I guess like captivating vision of a, a small-scale utopian societies.
1: Mm. Mm. I yeah, this is it. I I preferred Women at the Edge of Time on in so many ways. Not only because I feel like. Marge Piercy hates people less than Joanna Ross. Right. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And and because I f- I felt like you know I couldn't I couldn't get a handle on the the ethics or morality of any of the characters in in yeah the female man in a way that I could either clearly say that I agreed or disagreed with them. They were all just seemed to be so subject to. They were very reactive, um, in a way that, you know, not that Consuela is. Consuela has almost no agency for a lot of it. So like, Connie, but but Connie has like a like an ethical and moral stance that I could be like, yes, dope, shit, she's a hero, nice protagonist, sick. Which you know, I still I still like to have. Um, I can't remember where I was going with this. Joanna Russ, I'm glad you won the James Tiptree Award for this book, but I don't like it i don't like the book it's a good good book that i'm glad exists, but i don't want to read it again.
0: what is the tip tree actually um, awarded for is it awarded for i'm um, having a look uh, oh yes it is it is about works of science fiction or fantasy that expand or explore one's understanding of gender Sick. yeah because in that's in that way i it is obvious like for sure the female man deserves an award of that kind because the way it plays with gender is very strange, like really weird, and really
1: great exploration. It's a really interesting experiment.
0: Yeah, and while away, uh, sorry, uh, not while away. The woman, the Ed- woman on the edge of time, the March Piercy book. I feel like the the gender politics there are much, you know, they're very gender queer. Um, or like a gender in a way that will be very familiar to, to us now and it's it's actually funny the way that like these 1970s like luminary books that that were sort of pushing for things like gender neutral pronouns and mm-hmm. um you know the idea that men could be be mothers and and I mean yeah. you know there's 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 trans stuff there as well and there's interesting ways in which um Connie is um Essentially, like we see her mind being beaten down by the heteropatriarchy, and then kind of slowly freed in interesting ways by by the future. In the way that she's like, you know, ugh, you know, those lesbians just can't like can't trust them. They like, you know, they they look at you like you like like men do, um, mm-hmm. and, and then, then, then
1: gradually, like,
0: you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. And the same thing where she's like, where she sees she sees a man uh, breastfeeding, and she's like, ugh. I, I guess you're just using hormones for that. Gross. Um, and then later, she's just like completely okay with it, yeah, because she realizes that these things, these things are just like natural ways um, to
1: in the new in the new world in the new world, in matter, in the new matter- world, world yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And there's there's and that like really her fear there is is definitely due to her current society and. Um, But I I feel like it is not as exploratory or, like, weird or experimental when it comes to to gender as the female man is, which is extremely strange. Mm. Extremely, like, extremely out there with some of its ideas about gender.
1: It's important. They're both really, they're both important and valuable books that um, I feel like... But a lot of people should read, whether they're fans of science fiction or they're interested in gender stuff, they're interested in queer stuff. Yeah, definitely, they're, they're both. You know, uh, I, h- I highly recommend in terms of that kind of academic study. If not, hey, this is an enjoyable read.
0: Yeah, this is the other thing about the female man that I feel is that it's extremely, it's extremely about the individual and about different individuals kind of clashing against each other and. Very like forceful about the way that individuals should work out the world that they want to live in. I guess you know.
1: And woman at the edge of time is like here is a society that is based around individuality as you know one in a in a network, one in a web, one in a yeah. system.
0: Yeah, A multitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is it. another thing I was just I was just thinking of. Um <laughs> no surprise, raphael is interested in spatiality um is like I know wild um yeah. is that the use of the use of like space like uh the like wide space large open space is i think interesting in the two books because in in woman in um the female man, there's a lot about like how how huge the world is and how these like individual lesbians can just like wander around the world. Um, you know, just like working out their own path and like they've, you know, they come to like these sort of weird mystical mountains and talk to uh, other people and have like weird experiences and so forth and then keep wandering on shooting their own mothers or something. Um, While in in Woman on the Edge of Time, I feel like there is still that same sort of space. It's like, you know, we, the utopia owns the world now. Um the world is th- the world is for utopia, but no one is really that interested in leaving the village and everything comes yeah. back to the village. Um and you can see all these networks. They describe all these networks of trade goods and uh people and movement and like, oh you know, we produce uh pillows and uh, grain and the other village over there produces fish and so forth. And of course we like you know trade to create a sustainable um, economy. But Everyone really likes living in the village uh, because the village is kind of the center of the center of the utopia. Well, I feel like in the female man, the the, the utopia is the entire planet, in some way. Yes.
1: yes, and how interesting it is that like you know that that there's these different forms of speciality in different utopias. I mean, a lot of the time you have the idea of the utopia existing. Uh, as a as a satellite from the other world, or as a as a as an isolate from the other world. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And here it's like, uh no, the Earth. Well, yeah, especially because, like, Ian, I I don't. I, I wish I remembered more about the female man, but in in Woman in the Age of Time, which I was just reading, um you know, they they do say like them, the 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 military industrial complex, uh still live on the moon. And it's really interesting because this um this came out in 1976. The dispossessed uh came out in I'm just having a look in 1974, um, which is obviously, you know, a a, a book where as as we've discussed, you've got two moons or two uh planets in a binary b- binary system, which uh yeah. where one is is a kind of like capitalist utopia and the other one is a or capitalist like heaven and the other one is a anarchist utopia and um, I find it interesting that she's like relegated the military industrial complex to the moon Um, that also feels in a way that is like I guess connects to the um, schizophrenia like narrative going through the book this kind of idea of like oh you know they're out there they're like out there on the moon they're like watching
1: the enemy is still the enemy is is out there you know it's it's out there It's
0: sending signals it's it's collecting signals it's um which i think is yeah it's interesting the ways in which she like we haven't talked that much about mental illness um and i think that's something that i would need to look into more to talk about properly in these books but um the way that she i think the way she addresses mental illness is interesting and quite powerful and you know i think she's highlighting the the tragedy um of the amount of like the way that the 1970s kind of mental incarceration system just removed human beings from from the face of the earth so in, in that way it's kind of recuperative i suppose
1: so being um you know, experimented upon not even in conspiracy theory style, but like, you know, here we will try out these drugs and you are not really capable of consent and we will yeah. you know. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say that um that mental health at any stage of the of human existence has been good. It's uh sort of, sort of famously poorly organized. Um I don't I, I, I uh, show, show me who's got it right, and I will. I will be happy. I guess
0: this is this is one thing I guess that, like, in, in sort of contrasting these books, and I think they're valuable to contrast because they are both powerful feminist texts. Um, is that yeah. the way that people deal with mental health in um, or with uh, with like madness in that kind of seventies? vibe i guess in the female man to me is that you know they go on these quests out into the wilderness to like work their shit out by themselves or they um just like go on like titanic wars against um against the other sex or they just are miserable in their like 1930s little sort of like home 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 life existence and they decide to
1: marry a guy who they don't like and don't respect yeah right
0: yeah yeah and they're miserable and the way that people in the woman the edge of time deal with deal with mental health is that there's a lot about um um in looking she calls it which is basically meditation Mm -hmm. you know it's like they're like yeah you know yoga meditation you got to really like mindfulness mindfulness. you got to connect with um with your own emotions and you've got to like be able to, and we learn to process them from like childhood. Um, And I guess that explains why perhaps, or was one of the reasons why in the, um, on the edge of time, they don't feel the need to leave their village because in a way the village is kind of like a representation of their own mental space. And it's like perfectly Mm. balanced, you know? It's like everything in it is in balance. Why they're already there, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's a book that fills me with with hope and at the same time sadness because it was written like 50 years ago.
1: I mean, that's kind of what all utopias
0: do. Yeah, that's true.
1: So in our Utopia matrix, I feel like Mm. Woman at the Edge of Time would be right up there towards the top of good, good book
0: absolutely yeah yeah i guess i guess our utopia i mean i i think it's important to redefine our utopia matrix every week and i feel like maybe (laughs) because we podcast every week um and every every episode Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe this episode i like to think of our utopia matrix as like um gives us hope in the kind of most like core way that utopias sometimes do like you know which 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 texts give us the most utopian hope um and the most utopian space to like play with utopian Im- imaginaries mm. and i feel like yeah woman on the edge of time is right up there and w- Absolutely, what, yeah. what about what about the female man
1: oh look i don't think it's a utopian book i think there's a utopia in it but mm. it's not um it's not a utopian text Have you seen Seven Samurai yet? No. See, it's just a good film. Like it's not it's not something I want to be able to link to Utopia, because it, it you know, it pretty much isn't not really at all, but it's just a good film that everyone should watch.
0: I'm gonna watch it, I promise you. Um I'm gonna watch it with my face. Last night we watched the kindergarten teacher, which is also not a film you can link to Utopia. But um it's nice to I'm know sorry. there are things that Pardon?
1: The, the Kindergarten Teacher, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film?
0: No, I think that's Kindergarten Cop.
1: There we go. Okay.
0: Uh, no, The Kindergarten Teacher is like um, a Maggie Gyllenhaal film about Maggie Gyllenhaal accidentally kidnapping a child. I think I think she knows she's doing it, but she doesn't necessarily want to be like thinking through it that much um, because she's like, no, this child's going to be crushed by society. It's pretty good. I think you should watch it. Um, like as a kind of personal training so that if you are accidentally kidnapping a child you're like i know not to do this because maggie gillenhall did it and she got in trouble
1: yeah i mean that's really what art is for to learn how to live and to not live